Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truths of submission. The prophet Ezekiel being sent was warned regarding his mission to be and to do what he says. There's this, a slight hint of an inner protest by Ezekiel here, revealing his frail humanity. He was afraid as Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and any man who's called. Who am I? Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Who can be used by God? Is it those who have academic degrees, those who are pastors, or the well-known celebrity? Today, as Pastor Xavier goes back to his study in the book of Ezekiel, he explores the qualities of the type of person that God uses. Let's join him in Chapter 2 for today's Bible study. The message is entitled, Call, Anointed, and Sent. The call on men's lives differ in the scriptures. There are no two men alike. God always wants a man to be the one who's looking to him. Now, we have to be careful as we think we're self-righteous and we're the only ones and get the Elijah complex. God told Elijah, shut up. I have 7,000 haven't bowed their knees to Baal. So I know there's godly men out there. I know men are following God. But I'm also aware of all the junk that is going on in the church today. And so we cannot be silent nor should we just turn our heads? The call of Ezekiel began with the vision of the glory of God in chapter 1. As he was there, taken in, back in awe of this majestic sight. Now in chapter 2 and 3, his call is affirmed and he is commissioned. And what we want to do is look to Ezekiel's commission, which is characterized by three elements here. Let me read our passage, and and we'll look to that. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak to you. Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I'm sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. For they are impudent and stubborn children. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus saith the Lord God. As for them... Whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns are with you, and you dwell among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words or dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, Hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Now when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of the book was in it. And then he spread it before me, and there was writing on the inside and the outside, and written on it were lamentations and mournings and woe. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll, and go. Speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat the scroll. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach uh, with this scroll that I give to you. So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey and sweetness. And then he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech, and a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of unfamiliar speech or a hard language whose words 
you cannot understand. Surely, had I sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel would not listen to you because they will not listen to me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces and your foreheads strong against their foreheads. Like Adam and stone, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they are a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, receive into your heart all my words that I speak to you and hear with your ears. And go get to the captives, to the children of the people, and speak to them and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they hear or whether they refuse. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard behind me a great thundering voice, uh, blessed in the glory of, uh, of the Lord uh, from his place. And I also heard the noise of wings of the living creatures that touch one another and the noise of the wheels besides them and a great uh, thunderous noise. And so the Spirit lifted me up and took me away. And I went in the bitterness and the heat of my spirit. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Then I came to the captains of Tel Abib, who dwelt the river Kibar. And I sat there uh, where they sat. And they um, and remained there astonished among them seven days. Ezekiel's commission is characterized by the following. First, the mission of Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. The mission. Secondly, the proclamation of Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse 9 to chapter 3, verse 3. And then thirdly, the consecration of Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 4 down to 15. Very unique call. Like Jeremiah's, like Isaiah's, like Paul's, different. Like mine, like those who have been called into ministry. Common thread, God calls. How, when, is different. Let's begin here with the mission of Ezekiel. Notice verse 1 and 2. The prophet Ezekiel was spoken to directly by God. Very key element, very simple. God will speak to you if you're called into ministry. Now, we're all involved in ministry in terms of the body. I'm talking about full-time ministry. I'm talking about where he calls you to do a work for him. Notice Ezekiel was on his face, which is a good position to begin. He's seeking God. He's there. He's taking an awe of the, of the glory he's seen, the Shekinah glory, the cherubims. He's hearing all this, and he's on his face at the end of chapter 1, verse 28. He sees his brokenness, his poverty of spirit. He's an overall of the Shekinah of God. And Ezekiel was very conscious that God was speaking to him. Notice that. Some people, well, how do I know? If, you, if God calls you, you'll know. I can't tell you. You'll know. He says, and he said to me. Notice Ezekiel then was commanded by God there in verse 1 to stand on his feet. Yahweh will speak to him. God appears to him, calls him. He commands him to obey, but he enables him. God's not the author of confusion. If he calls you, he enables you. In verse 2, Ezekiel is enabled by God by the command given to him. Then the Spirit entered Ezekiel when he spoke to him. The Spirit of God set him on his feet. The prophet heard God speak to him. The word heard is Shema. It means to perceive and with understanding to obey. It's the same word that is used in the text of Deuteronomy 6.4, the Shema of Israel. The Lord our God is one. He is very aware of his call. Notice in verse 3 through 5, the prophet Ezekiel was being sent to a disloyal nation. This is his call. How would you like that call? <laughs> Look at verse 3. The nation was one who was historically unfaithful. 
Their identity is given. And he said to me, son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel. Notice their indictment in verse 3. They had been unfaithful to God, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. It's personal. It's treacherous. The word nation, they're going, is used of the Gentiles. Yahweh was saying here that his people had become a heathen nation. Whoa, what an indictment. We are becoming a heathen nation. We are post-Christian. We're following Europe. When we crossed the year 2000, we became post-Christian in America. Notice their unfaithfulness goes from the past to the present. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. The key word that are given here is rebellious and rebel. It appears seven times between verse 3 through 8. Various forms, but they're all synonymous. Verse 3, 5, 6, 7, and 8. Verse 4 and 5, the prophet Ezekiel was being sent to a defiant nation. He gets more specific. It goes more than just outward actions. It goes to the heart of the matter. Their character is said in verse 4. For they are impudent and stubborn children. The word impudent means cruel and difficult, obstinate, hard-headed, boneheads. The word stubborn means strong, stout, stiff-hearted. Notice Ezekiel is being sent in the authority of Yahweh, not his own. This is what makes the difference. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus saith the Lord Yahweh, God Elohim. He's not going in his own authority. The term, thus saith, is repeated over and over again. This was God speaking through Ezekiel. This is God's word, God's authority. Notice verse 5, Ezekiel was not to be concerned with the response. Wow. He was not responsible for the response. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse. Now the reason is given, for they are a rebellious house, people of defiance, rather than Israel, people of Israel, which means ruled by God. They're defiant. The very same word is used in Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21, when a child was defiant to his parent and they took him to the elders and said, this guy, this our son is a rebellious, defiant person, and they would stone him. He was dead. They had no juvenile facilities in those days. Isaiah describes them, Isaiah 30, verse 9. These are rebellious people, deceitful children, children unwilling to listen to the Lord Yahweh's instructions. Ezekiel would be the representative of God to them. They would be accountable. This is, this is important. Listen, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. So he wasn't to be concerned. Now, I'm not to be concerned about your response. I look for a response. I expect a response, and I know there's a response, but I'm not responsible for your response. You will be held accountable for what you do with what you hear. There would be no excuse. In fact, this is said again in chapter 33, verse 33. They will know that the prophet was among them. Notice in verse 6 and 7, the prophet Ezekiel then being sent, he was encouraged. Oh, how we need that. Because we're frail. We're human. In verse 6, Ezekiel was not to fear. And son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words. The implication is that the prophet understood the dangerous mission. 
He without doubt knew about Jeremiah's imprisonments, his beatings, because he was sending messages and the prophets of Babylon, the false prophets, were writing back, as we've seen in Jeremiah, hey, tell Jeremiah, shut his mouth, put him in prison. At this point, Ezekiel is freaked out. When God says to someone, don't be afraid or stop being afraid, it means they're afraid. <laughs> the word afraid is repeated three times in this verse. This ministry was not going to be a comfortable one. He would be in equal danger of the false prophets of Babylon because he would be discouraging the people there. He would be telling them, settle down, we're going to be here 70 years. The false prophets were saying, no, 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 we're out of here tomorrow. Remember Jeremiah in Jerusalem, Ezekiel in Babylon. And so verse 6 says Ezekiel was to stand and persevere faithfully through persecution. The danger of suffering was real and inevitably a certain one. By the figurative language, though briars and thorns are among you and with you. Persecution. Though literally they did drag people through thorns and briars as punishment in the scripture sometimes. <laughs> He's identifying the people. Notice the people were potentially life-threatening too. And you dwell among scorpions. He's using figurative language. It's very, very obvious here. But he's talking about the people who's going to be in the midst of them as he preaches. The danger. Notice still in verse 6 that Ezekiel was not to be intimidated then by the people. The rebellion against him. Their words would seem to be the primary mode of intimidation. He says, do not be afraid of their words. This is the second time Yahweh mentions their words. In the verse, words are powerful. And men use them to intimidate, to push their way, to silence people. Then he says the looks on their faces would magnify their vicious words. The words is one thing, but then you look at the mug and you go, whoa. Because of facial expression. I remember one time doing a funeral and I'm sitting there preaching the word and all this and I see someone in the back going, I don't know if he told me to be quiet or that he's going to cut my throat, one of the two. And this was a bunch of homeboys that was when we went to the, to the graveside. So when I said, let's pray, I didn't close my eyes. <laughs> I prayed. I was ready. Intimidating at times, isn't it? The word dismayed means to shatter, to be shattered or broken. The same word is given to Jeremiah. Don't be dismayed lest I dismay you before their faces. I've made your iron pillar a brazen wall. In other words, he would have the tendency to lose courage, to cower before the people. He's human. All of us do if we don't stand strong in the Lord. The people's bent and nature was one of ongoing willful defiance. Listen, though they are a rebellious house. He keeps repeating it. He wants Ezekiel to understand what he's up against. Verse 7, Ezekiel was to be an obedient, faithful herald. He was to be concerned with being true. Listen, you shall speak my words to them. Oh, that's it. That's all. That's all. This was to be the one and only thing Ezekiel was to focus on. Speak God's word. This is the primary irresponsibility of most shepherds today. They do not give the people the word of God. They entertain them. They motivate them, but they don't give them the word of God. Once again, he was not to be concerned with the response 
whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. We all, we want to feel good about, oh, yeah, look, I had 10 people get saved. Oh, I had 100. No, I had none. What I'm to do is to be faithful. Who God saves, how many he saves, what he does, that's his business. That's not mine. Each person will give an account. Whether they hear, whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. Now, look at verse 8. The prophet Ezekiel being sent was warned regarding his mission. He's human. Yahweh addresses the prophet sternly to be and to do what he says. But you, but you, great contrast here, but you, son of man, hear what I say to you. The command is an imperative, not a suggestion. This is a slight hint of an inner protest by Ezekiel here, revealing his frail humanity. He's saying, what the heck am I getting myself into? And God's saying, I read your thoughts, Ezekiel. You're freaking out on me. He was afraid as he pondered his call and commission, causing them to be somewhat reluctant in thought, as Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and any man who's called. Who am I? Yahweh warns Ezekiel of being like the people he was being sent to. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Literally, do not rebel like them. There is a danger. The shepherds who are really called become like the people rather than causing the people to become more like Christ. Ooh, that's a danger. The temptation is real. It's in every person. Yahweh charges Ezekiel to receive his mission by two imperatives. Listen to him well. Verse 8 at the end there. The first imperative command comes from Yahweh from his throne again. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Second, and eat what I give to you. It is to God that he's to look to. No one else. No one else. Paul told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The mission of Ezekiel, though difficult, would be successful due to the fact that he was called by God Called by God. Notice, secondly, when you get to verse 9 of chapter 2, down to 3 3, we have the proclamation of Ezekiel. In verse 9 and 10 of chapter 2, the prophet Ezekiel was given his message for ministry. The prophet was given this directly from Yahweh, not from man. Verse 9 Ezekiel looked and said, A hand sent out to me. He saw it stretched out. To him. This is from the throne of grace. This is directly from God Himself. The mention of a hand is what is called anthropomorphism. In other words, human terms ascribed to God so we know what God is doing. He has no hands, He has no feet, He's a spirit. Notice Ezekiel then was surprised as he says, And behold, a scroll of a book was in it. This phrase right here, behold, can be used for look. But the context right here is in surprise. Behold, it shocked him. 
the parchment of papyrus or parchment, a scroll. Some of them could have been up to 24 feet that were found in Qumran caves. They just roll them up and written on them. And notice in verse 10, the prophet was allowed to see the content. God spread the scroll before Ezekiel. Ezekiel noted his writing on both sides, meaning it was complete. He had to read it for himself. He had to understand it. He wasn't to add to it. Usually the parchments, again, were written on one side. This one's written on both sides. It means it's complete. Don't mess with it. Don't add to the word of God. Don't be creative. Leave it alone. Notice Ezekiel understood the content that would produce in the people three things in verse 10. That of lamentations, which means a funeral dirge. That of mourning, a rumbling, growling, moaning. And that of woe, wailing. It's not only the content, but this is what it would produce. God was going to take the glory away from the temple, destroy it. God was going to judge them. Verse 1 through 3, the prophet Ezekiel was to internalize the message for ministry. It's not just good to read, oh, I got the word of God. No, what are you doing with it? He had to internalize it. The command is again from Yahweh on his throne. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, the personal revelation to him from the very same throne that he saw the Shekinah glory, the cherubims, and the command was to prepare him to deliver the message of Yahweh. Ezekiel was to absorb all the content of God's word. Eat what you find. Eat this scroll. Eat is the imperative. It's not a suggestion. And then Ezekiel was to impart the words of the captives and go speak to the house of Israel. Go is also an imperative. There is no option here. Listen to Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah said, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord Yahweh Elohim, the captain of the armies of heaven. Jeremiah 15, 16. Do you hunger and thirst after righteousness? Do you delight in God's word? Or is it a, a labor to read it and study it? Look at verse 2. The command was obeyed by Ezekiel, merging the human with the divine. Ezekiel was submissive to his commission without reluctance at this point. So I opened my mouth. Ezekiel was enabled by his commission without compulsion. And he caused me to eat the scroll. That combination of divine and human, Philippians 2, 12, and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God enables me, empowers me, and gives me the command, and then he waits to see if I obey. And when I step out, he'll be there. If he tells you to jump, he'll catch you. If you jump on your own, you'll fall. <laughs> Look at verse 3. The message was to make Ezekiel one with the message. Yahweh commands him again, and he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly, fill your stomach with the scroll that I give you. Is he being redundant? Is he just being... No, no, no. He's getting deeper and deeper. He wants to tell Ezekiel, Ezekiel, this is not an academic exercise. This is not just something you put in your head. The phrase, feed your belly, implies a nourishment to his own person regarding the word that is written. 
the phrase fill your stomach implies allow to digest it in order that the revelation permeate his entire being. The prophet was to be a reservoir of God's revelation to the people. The word of God. Pastor Xavier Reese and becoming a messenger of the Lord. Now, there's still more to today's study coming next time, but if you can't join in, you can always pick up a copy of this message on CD. The title to ask for is Called, Anointed, and Sent. It's available for only $4. And this is a great way to share this outreach with your friends. Now, once again, the title to ask for is Called, Anointed, and Sent. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for including the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the impact of this ministry in your area. How important is the Word of God in day-to-day living? Find out more when you join Pastor Xavier Reese for the next edition of Simple Truths. Hope to see you back. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 